The Singled Out Podcast is a Real Talk production. You can follow Real Talk at realtalk.productions on Instagram or email us at wearerealtalkproductions at gmail.com. It just doesn't matter what we do. Like, the first one's always bad. Stop and start, but we've never restarted. This is the first time that we've actually stopped it and said, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and started so that's a good oh. sign, maybe. Okay, we're here. We're here. Welcome In- to <laughs> Singled Out, where we give you the dirt on dating and the pros, pros and woes of singlehood. <laughs> you wrote that line. I know. And I you just, like stumble over I it sometimes. I just was baiting our guests. Gotcha. And I was like, well, we should introduce them first before we just before surprise we just, or the Surprise, you should, <laughs> you should have a line now. <laughs> Um, right. okay, we got a couple guests in the studio tonight. <laughs> Channelism. <laughs> Anna is armed. Yeah. Um, we have, okay, I'll introduce my guest, you introduce yours. Well, you already said Anna. Yeah, but oh, no that was, that was that. the full introduction. <laughs> well, that's not the introduction. We have my sister, Anna. Hi. In the studio, who will probably be making some frequent appearances on the podcast. Unless you guys start to like her better than us, then she's fired. Yeah. Why they hate me? Because let's not roll that out. But <laughs> let's go ahead. they won't hate you. Uh, we also have Sammy in studio. Hello. What's up, Sam? Hi. Um, Sammy and I. We. She just informed me that we've known each other since fourth grade, as if I didn't already know that. But <laughs> I just want to make Sammy sure. Sammy felt like that was an page. important detail to like <laughs> let everybody in this room know that we've known each other since fourth grade. That's a long so. time. Yeah. It's a long time. It is. We're talking like 15 plus years of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a good time, too. That's a meet yeah. cute. That's a meet cute. <laughs> 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 were we in the same, we weren't even in the same fourth grade class, though, were we? Miss Hobbs? Oh, okay, we were. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I was distracted by a boy. I'll be honest. <laughs> Can we just... Uh, yeah, very telling about me as a human, I guess, yeah. that in fourth grade okay. I was distracted by a boy, and that's why I didn't know Sammy was in my I'm class. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just, know you were... I was doing things, and now I'm just tuning back into this conversation. <laughs> uh, are you at liberty to say which boy? It was in uh, fourth grade. It's probably, I don't know. Why are you looking it's at me? This fine. is your decision. It was in fourth grade. I know. Well, and he's married, so. That's true. Uh, West Endearing. Was the boy oh, that we was were, the distraction? Was, I mean, yeah, I guess if you want to call it that. You called it that. I did call it that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's what they do best, honestly. Okay. Was, yeah. Anyway, I'm sure I'll tell more of that story at some point in this podcast because oh. it's a pretty good one. Seriously, in fourth grade? Yeah, it's a pretty good one in fourth grade. Not gonna lie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, well, well if anyone was one. questioning our qualifications yep. for being on this dating podcast, Alyssa has 15 plus years of boy stories, so. All right, uh, we're going to do a BuzzFeed quiz to get to know our guests. They're both going to take it at the same time, so, um, I mean, you don't have to, like, speak at the same time to answer <laughs> yeah, the question, right. but, but, like, you both get to answer, because we're going to take it on two different devices. No. Okay. It's really this... just 21st century around here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this quiz is, do you have it in front of me? We will tell you what type of mom you will be based on a few simple questions. Wonderful. It's 
really Sammy fun. is the mom friend, so this is very <laughs> fitting. Oh, that's true. Okay, good. Like, we called her mom in high school yeah. a lot of the time, so. Wow. Mm-hmm. You, okay. And I was, like, the anti-mom friend, so <laughs> it was good. What does that mean? Uh, she was the, the crazy rebel aunt. child. Or, the like, crazy the rebel aunt, child. Yeah, yeah like, which one? Like, I was the one Sammy had to keep in check the most often, I think. Yeah. Well, there's no surprise there. You yeah. needed a Sammy scene. Oh, I line. really did. Yeah, okay. yeah. I really did. All right, let's take this quiz. <laughs> okay. What is your dream job? Doctor, artist, editor, CEO? CEO. Easy. Editor. <laughs> okay. I put CEO. For <laughs> 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 me, I mean, when I took the quiz. Okay. Where do you want to live? Suburb, city, country, doesn't matter. Probably city. Probably doesn't matter because I don't know because so because <laughs> they're all fine. Yeah. I'm processing the CEO thing. We might come back to this answer later. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. Choose a pet: dog, cat, fish. No pets. Dog for sure. Probably no pet. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, I knew that what? about her. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm allergic to dogs and cats. I'm gonna so. name my dog. Nata, Same. But so. there are dogs that don't make you sneeze. That's true. But it's just gonna one more your... thing to take care of. Okay, wait. Let's go back to this real quick. <laughs> You're going to name your dog NAFTA? NAFTA. North right. American Free Trade Agreement. <laughs> Thank you for oh, defining that acronym for our listeners. I didn't know what it was. Oh, so. I did know what it is. So, all right. Listen, I only passed high school because, not because I was a great student. Okay. Um... The next question is, are you married? We're just going to hit no for both of them. Yeah, and then, um, how many kids do you want? One, two, three, or zero? Mm, well, at least but, three. Three, yeah. <laughs> okay. What's the most important thing to you? My family, my job, my friends, my kids. Family. Well, family and kids. You don't oh, have kids yet. That's well, the whole that, point right, of this right. quiz, right. <laughs> Okay, my family? Is that family, yeah. <laughs> if that's all right with you. All right, Sammy. You got you will be the superhero mother. You too. Yeah. Oh my Aww. gosh, just a room full of superhero moms. It's because all it's like, say I'm that, pretty sure though. if you put they three kids, they that. automatically <laughs> say superhero mom. Maybe the point of the quiz is that all moms are superheroes, so every answer is superhero mom. Wow. Cheap. Okay. All right. We'll we'll look into that further. We'll do some experimenting <laughs> okay, with that Okay, but we're going to read what the superhero... You never read the description I know. of the Well, answer. it's because they got the same, and so I knew you were going oh, okay, to. okay. Got it. Okay. The superhero mother. You are your kid's everything. They left out an apostrophe that would enrage you, Anna. You show up yeah. for your kids in every way possible, exclamation point. You are their very own superhero. So, wow. That's a very go. generic answer. So, so, no special. worries. Or what are you talking you about? That was incredibly um, personal. Wait, Alyssa <laughs> high-fived Sam and you did not <laughs> high-five me for my, for my results. Well, you told me it wasn't very personal, so. <laughs> Alyssa, thank you. <laughs> I got it. All right, so we have Sammy here tonight. Um, because, because Sammy called me a couple weeks ago to talk about some things that were happening in her dating life, and as we were having this conversation, I started taking notes, which is just who I am as a human now, and now, <laughs> now. since the podcast, keyword, like, since yeah. the podcast. keyword now, <laughs> okay. like, 
But like we would have had the same conversation, but I wouldn't have written things down to yeah. discuss again. Later. Literally paused the conversation and said, "Let me grab paper and a pen. I need to write these I things because down." Because that's like a normal conversation for me oh, and Anna. Like, yeah, yeah. But I'm, we relate to you. Yeah, We're, it's our influence. It's my influence. It, it, on it's a hundred percent the influence. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, the conversation didn't change because of this, but just yeah, I have like the record. outcome. Of I have the conversation. record of the conversation. <laughs> is me here tonight? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so and as we we're talking, I was like, "Oh, Sam." This is good. So Sam's going to give us a brief rundown of her most recent relationship. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to discuss that. Okay. Okay. Go, Sam. So we met and started dating and it was long distance, i.e. Okay, he I'm was sorry. in a different state <laughs> and I was in a different state. Did you meet in the same state in person? Like, was yes. Was he living in the same yes. state as you okay. when you met? Uh-huh. She was yeah. living in the same state as him and then she moved. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And then I met, mm-hmm. Yes. And then, yeah, so we tried to do this long distance, and it was going great, and then, yeah, long story, like, just, you know, just cliff notes here. <laughs> um, he was just wanting a lot more, and I was kind of like, well, we're still figuring this out long distance, and I would prefer to, like, live How in the same... How long did you before you moved? Um, we were already, like, we had met, we were really good friends, and then I moved. And then, and then start dating yeah. until they are started already... long distance. Yeah. 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 Because he also lived where my best friend lived, so I would travel up there a lot to okay. see her, and then we ended up continuing to hang out, and then we ended up dating that way. But, yeah. Okay. We were already living long distance when we started, like, officially dating. Okay. Yeah. Woof. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I would have preferred to, like, live in the same state for a while before getting, like, very serious, meaning, like, talking about the future and things like that. And he was, like, ready to just, boom, like, let's... Be all in. Yeah, let's be all in. And I kind of was just hesitant with that because I was like, well, we don't know how we are when we're seeing each other every single day and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Anyway. And, yeah, he kind of, I don't know, the best way to say it, he's kind of gave me an ultimatum and was just like, you're either all in or we're ending this. And so I was like, well, like, I can get there. Like, I, I want to get there. I want to be all in. But I'm just not there yet. And I want to be honest with you. And that's just not where I'm at right now. And I can't just, like, flip a switch and just all of a sudden I'll be all in. And so he was like, well, I guess we just need to end this then. And... Yeah. So what's the difference between being all in and like what you were or what you wanted to do? Okay, that was actually my number one question. (laughs) Like, so the way that I perceived this, because there's two sides to every story and to the relationship, but the way that I perceived it was he wanted me to like be completely open and completely vulnerable with him and be completely like in this relationship and like we're on the road to marriage and you know just. The whole package, all the way in this relationship. And I was at a point where I was like, I want to see how we are when we're living in the same state. So were you, did you want to date other people? No, not necessarily. But I just didn't want to be... Like, logistically, how does it look different? What you wanted versus what he wanted? Or did he just want you to, like, be... He just wanted her to say the words, I think. That's yeah. kind of how he explained it to me. Like, he just wanted you to say the words, like, I see I a future. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. like... Okay. Just the way... And, like, 
I don't know. I'm, I do a lot of scales with stuff. I'm like, <laughs> on a scale from one to ten, where yeah. are you at? Yeah. And I felt like, and especially with his feelings, I feel like he was at 100%. And I was still just a little hesitant. Like, I was still at, like, an 80%. So I'm basically like, I still just feel... didn't want you to have any questions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I feel like we were still getting to know each other. Like, we were doing this whole thing long distance, and right. I was just like, I just can't, like, I don't know. We were, like, officially dating, and, you know, we were only dating like you each were, other. You were fully committed to the relationship. For sure. Yeah. But I was saying my feelings are just not where yours are at. If that makes sense. Like, okay, and he said that, either you have to be in love with me or we can't date. Yeah. It, that might not have been what he thought he was saying, but or what he was trying to say, but that's ultimately what it would have come down to, is because that's the only thing that could have been different. Right. Is your actual emotional investment is what yeah. you wanted to be different. Yeah. Yeah. Because my love language is quality time. And mm. when it's long distance and I'm not getting that, there's just automatically going to be this part of me that is like... I, I'm not getting that, I don't know. Okay, so how long did you guys date? Um, it was four months of long distance that we did. Okay, so we're going to get into some long distance topics here. Okay, great. I'm going to take some notes. You go ahead. (laughs) Um, so yeah, sort of the first point I, and I already made it, but like, committed to relationship, all in a relationship. I think like the lines get a little blurred there almost, like. You weren't not all in. You were as all in as you could be at that point. Right. You just weren't at like the you weren't same... out. At you weren't all. out. No, 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 no. I yeah. I but was like, because... I want to get there, and I will. I'm just saying, after four months of long distance, I don't feel like I can say that I am like in love with you. A, yeah, and that we're gonna get married like within three months of Mormon time. Right. You know, and I right. feel like that's what he wanted. Like, okay, we're gonna get married before you start your masters in August, and like promise. talking, having conversations like that, and I'm like, um. Like, we need to make sure that we, like, really are compatible and that we can live in the same state and we, like, really work. Because long distance, it was like, oh, we're just seeing each other on the weekends where it's fun and you just play and have a great time. And I'm like, we need to go through, like... Some hard Okay, we're both working all day, and then do we still make that time to, like, see each other at night? Yeah. Like, of course we're making time for each other over the weekends, because it's the weekend, and we can just go and play yeah. and have fun, and then... So, I don't know. There was just that part of me that was just a little cautious about it, because I'm like, well, we haven't really... I feel like we... I personally felt like we hadn't really experienced real life. Yeah. Being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I was hesitant, where I was like, I kind of want to experience those things with you first, and then I feel like I can be all in. Sounds like dating at EFY a little bit. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Okay. So that's where, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then this ultimatum he gave you, like... Yeah, so he didn't like know. where, like, what it was at. Like, it was kind of just like, well, are we friends? Are we really? And I was like, no, like, I'm not dating anyone else. We're just dating each other. And, but I was like, this long distance really does suck. Like, I, I, you know, quality times, <laughs> I love language. And I'm like, we're not, I'm not getting that. And so, yeah, I, yeah, just the longer it kept going, the more I was like, I'm getting over this long distance. Like, I really do like you, and I love you, and I really care about you, but I just don't know how much longer I can do this of, like, driving three-plus hours every weekend or every other weekend to see you and be with you. And so that's where, like, things kind of started getting yeah. sketchy towards yeah. the end. And he was like, I can't keep doing this. Like, you either need to be all in or out. Okay. So. General question for the Did group. he want you to move back? 
No, he was going to was... move where I was after his semester of and school. You, and that's what you wanted to? Yeah. I was like, this would be great. Like, yeah, move here yeah. and then we can see how it is. Like, okay. he had a job lined up and stuff where I was. And... So he basically, he didn't, he didn't want to move unless he knew that he was moving to a fiance. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. I'd say that's probably pretty accurate. Okay. Okay, wait, general question for the group then. Is an ultimatum fair to give in a relationship? Okay. It's a little bit loaded, but... <laughs> do you have an answer or do you want me to go? Well, I, I just feel like... Okay, granted, I have, like, literally no experience. But it does feel like sometimes when an ultimatum is given, it's because somebody's not making the decision that it's not fair for them to not be making. And I think in a situation like that, it would be fair. Some sometimes, wait, say that again. <clears throat> like, um, like if someone if someone needs to decide something, oh, and it's yes. unfair for them to not be making that decision. Yes. Then it would be fair to give an ultimatum. I think. Yeah. So is the question: Is it fair or is it effective? The question is: Is it fair to give an okay. ultimatum? I do. I think that. Uh, I don't think it's a blanket, no. I don't think I could just say, no, it's not fair to give an ultimatum, because I do think, like, I mean, in this case, I don't think an ultimatum, okay, an ultimatum comes from that is one end, and the other end is that they have a need, whoever's giving the ultimatum has a need that isn't getting met. Sure. And so, if... If it is, like, I have... If he said, I have this need, it's not getting met, then that's fair. But the next thing should have been, what can we do to meet this need? Like, right. what can we do... Right. What he, can we change for this need to be met? Rather than saying, you know what I mean? Like, you either have to... Yeah, in in Sammy's specific case here, I think it was... He skipped a lot of steps. Yeah. Between, yeah. like, this isn't working, this well, isn't I where I want it to be. Well, I just progress is all you can ask from right. someone. And right. so you can, I think if that is part of the ultimatum, like, like the the thought that, the first thing that comes to my mind is in the, that movie, uh, he's just not that into you, right? Uh, and she's like, they're, they've been dating forever, and she's like, she gives him an ultimatum, and she's like... We either have to get married or this isn't working, mm-hmm. and I think that that ultimatum is f- fair. I think yeah. that that's fair. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think that, like, she's not gonna because her need really wasn't getting met, and it he wasn't saying we can get married eventually. I'm just not there yet. Yeah, no, he was. He just, was saying I just don't want to get married, right? But Sammy was saying I will get there. I just am not there yet. Right. Yeah, and that is not the place for an ultimatum, right? If something is you you give an ultimatum when nothing is moving. Right. If things are moving, an ultimatum doesn't make any sense and no one will win. Okay. That's what I think. Good. I I would agree. <laughs> Good. Mm-hmm. Sammy? Yeah. Anything to add about yeah, no, the ultimatum? I would totally agree. Yeah. So So like if he had <laughs> said, hypothetically, I have a need that's not getting met. I feel like I'm more emotionally invested than you. Um, and it's making me insecure about this relationship. It's making me afraid of it ending, which is kind of what it sounds like. I mean, I'm just projecting this onto him, but I'm guessing that that was part of it, that, like, 
for some reason it scared something scared him about it, then what yeah. would have been your response to that? Like, okay, what can I do to make you feel better and to like make this work? Yeah, and I feel I mean like I don't know, stuff like that is so hard. Like what can you do? Like right. what what could yeah. you have done yeah. at that point other than what you were doing? Like it's not really like you could have realistically been spending more time there. Yeah. See, this is... I was like, well, we could talk on the phone more, or, right. like, FaceTime, or I don't know. And I want to get back like to that, the love but... language thing, and I think that that is a big part of it. That, I like, think it's a huge part of it. You yeah. figure out the love language, and then you <clears throat> do what you can to speak that language with each other, to try and speak his language to him, to try and meet his needs, like... And honestly, if both of your love languages are quality time, then maybe a long distance thing just isn't going to work anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his wasn't, but mine was, yeah. Okay. And he definitely, yeah, like at the beginning, I'll say he definitely, yeah, he came to my state a lot more than I did to his mm-hmm. because he knew that my love language was quality time. What hmm. is his love language? Um, His was ivory guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Physical touch. That's mine. Yeah. Also mine. Oh. Well. <laughs> it's one of mine. Quality time is the other one. Yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's yeah. another. I think those are the two hardest love languages. When long distance. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's just, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be able to do it. I mean, it would depend. I'd have to be pretty invested, but... (laughs) Yeah, it's just too hard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Actually, I want to take this back. I want to take that back. I would do long distance because, like I've said before, when... I know what I want when I see it, and so if that's what I... I will... Yeah, yeah. I would do it. I would do it, but I would be very, very miserable... I think because those are my two love languages. I don't think I could do it. You'd have to be real committed. <clears throat> yeah. I don't think, because I've talked about how I need, like, really consistent progress in a relationship, and I don't know that I could feel consistent enough progress with yeah. someone who wasn't in the same place as me. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, like, geographically. Yeah. But. um, Okay. You said, at least to me, I don't know if you said this to our audience, but they're going to learn this <laughs> so you told me that you could see that future you just needed yeah. more time yeah and so I don't know I guess that was just interesting to me like like being able to see that but like not being able to see well I saw the potential you... of the relationship the potential okay. yeah I saw like a future with him but I feel like I just needed more time to get to know him and like like that future that you like it wasn't that you couldn't see it it just was that <clears throat> It was too big of a jump to do in one From week. where you were. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And again, that goes back to, like, where I thought he was, where he was like, I see us getting married, like, before you start your master's in August. And I yeah. was kind of like, I don't feel like I'm there yet yeah. to get married that soon. I was like, yeah. can we please just calm it down? <laughs> like, I just need more time yeah. to get to like, know you. and to the state and then let's <clears throat> talk Right, and then let's it. talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it just... I wasn't ready to have those kinds of conversations. Yeah. And I, like, mm-hmm. straight up would tell him that. And he was just like, why? Like, why can't we talk about this? And I'm like, we're not in the same state. I don't want to have these conversations if it's not going to be happening so anytime soon. So I wonder soon. if, like, I mean, it, that reminds me a little bit of what you were just saying, Alyssa, about, like, 
maybe he felt like he wasn't feeling constant progress. Mm-hmm. Like if we can't, if we can't see the end goal, I mean, obviously you could see it, but like if we can't be taking steps that are so obviously towards Towards that that. only then this relationship isn't gonna work for me Mm -hmm. which I don't know I don't I don't think that's the same thing as the ultimatum that he gave though I do think like maybe he should have just his his two other options would have been to either say this is my need how can we meet it or this isn't working for me and to just break it off himself Mm mm-hmm Dating yeah. sucks. It's the worst. <laughs> it's so complicated. Okay, so then do you feel like... Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Who? So who ended the relationship? Technically, he did. He did. Yeah. Do you feel like that was a little bit of a cop-out at that point? Like, you weren't where he was, and he wasn't willing to put in the work or to, like, be patient enough for you to catch up? So do you feel like um... it was a cop-out? I don't know if I'd say cop out. I'm definitely a person that tries to make things work. Mm-hmm. Like, whether it's a relationship or not. Yeah. Like, I I think that I'm, like, hardworking and I try to make yeah. things work. And, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like I went into it wanting to make things work. And I feel like he was kind of over it. Like, over trying to... Like, he wants instant results. <clears throat> or Put he, in like... the work to make a relationship work. Yeah. Of where we were at. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because, like, those last couple weeks, like, things were getting a little rocky of just, like, constantly driving up. Like, I was just getting tired of it and... Yeah. Not that I didn't like him any less. It just... It takes a toll, like, working extra hours throughout the week so that I can leave early on Fridays to drive up there and then spend this whole weekend with him and then getting home late Sunday night and then having work the next day. Like, it just, like, physically and mentally was taking a toll. Not that I didn't like him any less, but it just was... And I feel like that was affecting the relationship. Well, that would be really hard if you aren't, like... I mean, if you were in the same place as him emotionally, then that might not have been as difficult anyway. That's true. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it wouldn't have been as tedious. It wouldn't have felt as tedious to be doing that all mm-hmm. the time. Not yeah. that you couldn't see the future, because obviously you could see a yeah. future with him, but that while it felt inaccessible a little bit to you at the time, then it just... Especially when you feel like you can't make the progression you need to until you're in the same state, so in the meantime, you're just... Your investment is staying exactly the same, and you're mm-hmm. just working extra hours and driving. Yeah. Like, then it would feel tedious. Yeah. Well, and I hated putting pressure on this, like, well, when you move here. Yeah. Like, when you move here, things are going to be fine. Right. When you move here, we're going to see each other more. When you... Like, I kept but putting reality, that in my mind. But in reality, like, you didn't actually know the answer to those questions. Like, right. And in my mind, I'm like, that's not fair to him. There. That's not fair to this relationship that yeah. I, that in my head, and I've told him this, I mean, I was a freaking open book with that kid, but <laughs> I told him, I'm like, I, that's not fair to this relationship or to you to like be putting that kind of pressure on you moving to where I am. Yeah. And so then it turned into like, okay, you need to be praying about this and really make sure that moving here is the right thing to do. Like, Please don't just move here for me. Yeah. Puts a lot it's of where pressure. I it puts a lot start, of pressure yeah. on the relationship. 
and on me like to have you move here just for me like that's very flattering but I was also like please make that decision for yourself not Mm -hmm. because I don't know yeah 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 anyway (laughs) do you have others uh do you have one well I just I mean kind of but it's more it's more just a soapbox than an actual, like, question about... Okay, say what you want to say. I just think that... Okay, so a good friend of mine um, is in a similar place. They're not doing long distance, but but he is... Um, it seems that he may be a little bit more emotional. Like, he doesn't have any questions about the future. It looks like. Like, she is like you, or she can see it. Mm -hmm. She definitely sees the potential. She's pretty sure it's going in that direction. But, like, she's just a little bit slower. She's not ready to live her life around that plan yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's a little bit, but, like, not, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he would, but, like... He, I mean, partly because they live in the same place, but he just isn't really putting that pressure on her. And I was talking to her about this, about how, like, she was talking to me about how he's a little, he's moving a little bit fast, or he's, he would be willing to move faster, but that he's moving at her pace. And we were talking about the importance of, like, living in the present when you're dating and trying to find the balance between those two things. Because if you're only living in the present and not thinking about the future at all, that's not productive. You're, yeah, you're not mm-hmm. working toward your right. any sort of yeah. end goal. Right, like you have to do both. But if you're only dating thinking about the future, then that also, that's also out of balance. And I think mm-hmm. I tend to mm-hmm. be that person too. I like I date only thinking about the future. I think I do that too a lot. And I, but you have, to, like, there's a, I mean, granted, I, if I could just get to, like, I feel like I never quite get to the starting line. Like, it's not that I get to the finish line. It's, yeah. like, I keep getting lost getting to the getting race to in the, the first race. place. Yeah. No kidding. And so then, you know, probably if I could get there, it'd be easier to live in the present. But I do think it's really important to, like, enjoy the phase of the relationship that it's in. And even if it's difficult, finding ways to... Because in that case, like, there wasn't a lot that could be done until, like, you know, you could have made little changes, but, like, mm-hmm. it's not like, like, you had to do long distance at that moment. That yeah. couldn't be changed right. until a certain time, and so the only way to, like, you you have to just live in the present and find ways and reasons to enjoy the moment that you're in, and it sounds like he obviously is, like, one who dates thinking more about the future than maybe is in balance because which isn't bad and I honestly don't mind having like just light conversations about it right because you have to think about it those comments like that are totally fine but they started getting more and more like deeper and like and like being intense, and I was like, kind of like, I like we just need to. I don't know. I like just, let's just be in the moment that we're in. Like right. like like we can. We don't have to pretend like that's not gonna happen. Like yeah. we can even oh, for bring sure. it up, mention it. That's fine. Sure. We can talk about it a little bit, but like we need to be spending the present talking about the present. Right. Like if yeah. the present is going really well, there's absolutely no problems. Yeah. Then 
you know, then maybe it makes sense to start talking about how can we move forward. But like when the phase you're in isn't really working the way that it should, sometimes that means you do need to move forward. But sometimes, you know, when you can't, then you just, you got to make the the present work. Anyway, it's just a really interesting game trying to find the balance between living in the present moment and considering the future at the same Mm -hmm. time. Well, there were even conversations that we had because... I mean, yeah, we would tell each other everything pretty much. And there were conversations that we had and there were times where I would catch myself saying to him, like, we're not talking about that. We're talking about this right now. We're talking about us. And it was just like, he was, I feel like he would worry a lot more about what was, what would happen or where it was going. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm totally like, I love the future. Shoot. But like, (laughs) we're having this conversation now. Like, please be here now. Yes. So. And and I think a lot of this comes back to knowing what you can and can't control in dating. Yeah. It's a control yeah. thing, right? Like yeah. you want to be able to control the future because the future is what's scary and so that's the part you want to be able to predict and control. But when it comes right down to it, all you can control is this moment right now and even then very little about that like yeah. moment <laughs> right now can you actually Yeah, control. what it what it comes down to is how can I contribute to this present moment? Yeah. That's what it comes down to. And it's like, and is the way that I'm contributing to this present moment also contributing to my future? And I think that's the mentality that you have to have. That's the only way you can have the balance. It's not like what, what, trying to manipulate a certain outcome, trying to, you know, it's, or even trying, I wouldn't even say trying to control the present moment. I think that you just have to think of it as like, how can I best contribute to this present moment that benefits me and my partner and the relationship because the relationship Mm -hmm. is almost a separate living thing yeah like there's you there's your partner and there's the relationship and all three have different needs Mm -hmm. and so you have to think you know how can I contribute to this moment that will benefit all three and how can I contribute to this present moment that will set me up for the future that I want to contribute to that rather than what do I have to change about the present or how can I get out of the present and get into the future? Cause once you get into the future, it then becomes the present. Right. Or like we said, thinking only about that future and right. neglecting the present along the way. Right. Because the needs of your partner and the relationship are in that moment. Mm-hmm. They're not in the future. Like they'll go with you into the future, but, but if you meet those needs now, then it, is not a problem or is less right. of a problem in the future. Right. Like, and try, trying to anticipate problems in the future, there aren't any there yet. Right. They're, they don't live there. Your right. partner doesn't live there. The relationship doesn't live there yet. Like, there is nothing there to control, even if you could. And so, you just got to be here in the moment. Yeah. The hard part is, that doesn't is really help that. anyone. Because it's like, well, right. what should I be doing right, right now in this moment? Like, that's the hardest question of all, but... At least it helps, like, I think it's just keep a, your focus, mm-hmm. stay out of the periphery, because mm-hmm. you can go, you can live in periphery. You can get lost there. You can get, get lost super there. super lost there. Yeah. And yeah. then this side of what's actually happening. <sighs> Woof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Mm. Um, okay, I guess the last thing, and you didn't really address this in your Sparknotes version, Sammy, but... So we'll see if you're willing to talk about it here. Um, when we were talking, sort of the, at least the, you, as you were telling the story, it sounded like he was putting a lot of the blame on for this failed relationship on you rather than taking 
like responsibility for things that he had done. Did you feel that? Or did uh, I just perceive that? Yeah, I perceived it like you that. Felt, you felt that way. And I definitely probably unhealthily still feel that way. Well, well <laughs> <laughs> you still feel like he thinks it's that way or you feel like it's no, that way? No, I still way? feel like I... The, that, that he blames you. Fault. That he blames you for this failed relationship. Yeah, but I feel like the decisions and choices I made within the relationship are why it failed. Ah, so you also blame yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's address this. I know it's not healthy and I know it's not good, but. Okay, well, great. This is an unpacking place. This is a good place. (laughs) Um, Okay, so again, this is honestly, we could talk about this forever, but the bottom line is what we said before and what we say every episode is to use your words. Mm -hmm. He had a need that wasn't being met, which is why you blame yourself because his need wasn't being met by you or whatever, which is how he perceived it and how he told you. And so, you know, of course, that's the perception. Mm -hmm. When in reality, he should have said, this is my need. How can we work together to meet it? Yeah. It is not the partner's responsibility. I mean, once you get into, like, the serious stages of a relationship that you clearly were not at yet, then a little bit, like, to be able to anticipate the needs of your partner is good, but still, it is not... It's still not your... I don't think it's your job. I don't think it's ever... Well, no, the there were... I, to, like, I even told you, like, we had a conversation, and he, like, was saying stuff, and I said, why didn't you bring this up last night when we were having a conversation? And he said, well, I didn't say it directly, but... And I was like, okay, oh well, gosh, there's your problem. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know how to help you then if you don't tell me directly yeah, he, what's going on. It's his responsibility so, to communicate with you his need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not responsible for meeting a need that he did not communicate to you. And mm-hmm. even some of those needs, I don't think it's not, none of them are 100% your responsibility. None of his needs are 100% your responsibility, I don't think. No. Maybe in a marriage, things change a little bit, but, like, even the ones that are mostly your, like, you, you have a responsibility as a partner, obviously, to meet the needs of your partner. Yes. But I don't think ever 100%. Maybe 90-10. Yeah. 95-5. I was thinking through some stuff, seeing if I can, like, come up with an exception. To yeah, this. think if, if you can, if anyone can think of one. Because the need to communicate is always on the part of... You know what I mean? So at the very at the least, very least at the very least I have a responsibility to tell my partner my needs. Right. And then exactly. then in a healthy relationship, my partner will do everything he can to meet those needs. Right. As long as you both are doing what you can yes, to meet the needs. Yes. That's why I yes, say it's yeah, never 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, so you so can't do nothing. Even if even if the only thing I contribute to that need is communicating that need, right. I have now done something to address Right. That need. Right. And I think also, almost always, you will have a responsibility when you address the need, when you communicate the need, to listen to the partner then mm-hmm. and their response or what they state their need is or whatever. That's all, That's on you too. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, I don't, you never, like, I'm thinking of all these relationships that are, oh, black pen! I'm thinking of all these relationships that are not, like, in dating, but other relationships in my life where they sure. state a need, and then 
uh, for some, they, in their head, it becomes 100% then my responsibility because they said it out loud. Right. And that doesn't seem right to me either. Right. Like, mm-hmm. maybe, okay, 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 rewind. Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> there are two different versions, I think, of a, of a need. There's an existential need where you say, my need for me is to feel this way. Mm-hmm. It is not your partner's job to make you feel that way then. What you then say is what I need from, from you, you to help to me do feel this. like this. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And that part is their responsibility. And I honestly think the best, mature, most healthy way is to decide together what that partner's going to do to meet your need. Yeah, not just sure. tell them, I need you to do this. Yeah. Though sometimes that's necessary and that's fine. But so that's why I say not a hundred percent because there's two sides of the need. Like you, your need is just yours. It's not theirs. Mm-hmm. And then there's what I need from you. What to I need help to see from you. Need. What will help me is if you do this. Yeah. So anyway, what I'm saying is that none of this was communicated to you. Meaning none of that responsibility is yours. Anything, any responsibility for the failed relationship that has to do with his needs, as long as they weren't communicated to you, then... Then you can't be held responsible for that. You aren't responsible for that. Mm-hmm. You can still feel <laughs> bad about it. like Because if you cared about him and if you loved him, then of course you're going to feel bad that you didn't meet his need. But there's a difference between feeling bad and feeling sad and hurt for him and feeling responsible. Those are two different Different things. feelings. You can feel bad and sad, but you. Yeah. I think guilty might be a little bit on the responsibility side. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, but that's a really difficult thing to. Work it's a super through. hard thing to work through. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you did see the future, and especially if he thinks that. Because I get to that, like. You were the one who was given the ultimatum. Which makes you feel like the problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like, like he's all in. He's right. The only reason this isn't working is because, because I is because, because I can't I'm catch not up. There. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, whatever. We can have a therapy session. Later <laughs> I can actually tell you what I think about that. But I just, I just think I don't. You finish your sentence. And no, then you go. You go. I don't think it's fair. I can think of very, very few instances, maybe, and even then, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how true that is, but um, where a relationship, a failed relationship, is completely the responsibility of one person. Right. And well, I'm so, not saying that. No, I, I understand okay. that. <laughs> and. So I think it's just a matter of taking responsibility for your own that actions. That is actually and, yours. Yeah, taking responsibility for, for what you did or did not do that contributed to I do think that's like, this failed relationship. That's one of the hardest games, I think, of dating and relationships is knowing the difference between what's your responsibility mm-hmm. and what's not. Mm-hmm. In any kind of relationship, mm-hmm. I think that's hard. Especially when you really care about the person because... You naturally feel responsible for their happiness and well-being. And feel like you, you can and, and perhaps should be doing right. more. But what we call that in the world yeah. of therapy is codependence. <laughs> and that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, like, there's a balance between... Like, 
I don't know. It, it's just bound. It comes down to boundaries. It comes down to knowing like you're you were doing everything that you actually could. You were doing everything you could, and you your intentions were all good, and so and worthy and and not self serving. Right. And, so yeah. that's it. That's that's what it comes. You were doing what you could. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It is really, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. And any relationship is like much less, I mean, or even more hard, more difficult. I don't know. In a relationship that was supposed to, or hypothetically could have ended in a marriage. In a marriage. Mm-hmm. And then especially cause those kinds of relationships either have to end in a marriage or they have to end and mm-hmm. be done. Mm-hmm. And in other relationships, that game is already hard, but it's like you can keep the relationship and keep working through it and keep figuring it out. But with something like this, it's like it just ends. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. But yeah. Okay, so I got a question. Mm-hmm. Just to like wrap up. How long has this episode been? Does it really matter? <laughs> no, but like. We've only been here for 45 minutes. Okay, that's pretty good. We're doing great. (laughs) We're supposed to record more than one episode tonight. I don't think I have it in me, so... (laughs) We'll see what happens. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, Okay, my last question is, what advice... Okay, maybe I have two questions. What if, if Alyssa had come to you with exactly this situation, what's the advice that you would have given her? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know honestly like I've never thought of it that way um think of it now future me in a year I call you and we have the same conversation that you and I had I don't know if I give advice but I just say it gets better like Like the breakup gets better like you will be okay (laughs) <laughs> like okay, I don't pretend I came to you three weeks before the breakup happened oh what uh, advice would you have given me then oh where do I begin <laughs> just kidding um I probably would have gone I would have hoped that I could have gone in more with a well if this is the outcome this is what I'm gonna say and if this is the outcome this is what I'm gonna say because when I went into that last conversation with him I went in thinking we're gonna make this work like he loves me enough like he'll be patient enough we can make this work I'm willing to make this work it's gonna work out and I felt very personally I felt a little blindsided when he was just like okay we need to end this then and I feel like I didn't and still do not have closure necessarily with everything that happened Uh, because it ended like that and he was just like I still care about you and then he left like I still had to drive three and a half hours home (laughs) and so he just kind of like left the room and that was it like I feel like I wasn't able to say anything else have you talked since then I've tried to reach out yeah and he just hasn't been Whoa, this is like a whole other... <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other... Yep. Okay, so... I don't, I so don't want that's to probably that my biggest today. advice was... T- because in past relationships, I've gone in... This is going to sound really bad, but I've always been the one breaking it off. So I go into the conversation knowing what I'm going to say, and I'm able yeah. to say everything, and then I feel much better. Yeah. And this is the first relationship where I've 
tried and like in the past relationships too I feel like I've tried everything and then if it still is not working out then I go in and I'm like hey this just isn't working out I hope we can still be friends I'm definitely one of those people that I'm really good friends with guys before I start dating them because I I just prefer that way and I am still friends with guys that I dated and like yeah Mm -hmm. we still talk and like I'm friends with them and I appreciate that much more because I just don't like hard feelings or any regret or anything like that and so anyway so I go into those breakups with like Kate I'm just I don't want to bring up tons of baggage and all this other stuff that went wrong I just want to be like hey I don't think this is working out can we please just be friends right you know like let's just break up kind of thing and so when I went in with this, we had this whole conversation of all of this stuff coming up and him trying to, you know, well, what about this? And what? And I'm like, no, 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 we're talking about this now. Like, and then I was just like, listen, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm willing to give. This is where I want to get and I will get there. And then he was just like, well, I feel like we need to end it. And so that I just, yeah, anyway. So that would probably be my advice is just like plan for both scenarios if you're given an ultimatum in a breakup. that's like like, so I so I've thought about not that exactly but similar like thought processes the last year of Mm -hmm. like because in like the experiences that I've had the last year I've definitely been bracing myself for impact like like trying to prepare for either scenario Mm mm-hmm but what I have found is that what that actually is is just trying to maintain control. Mm-hmm. Is like trying to like that's the only thing I can control is if I mentally prepare for every possible outcome. If I mm-hmm. men- especially if I mentally prepare for, for the, the worst, worst possible outcome. Then what it really is is me already claiming dibs on control if things get out of my control. So like if the guy says like I'm all in if the guy says I'm all out then I'm like well it's fine because I already have an escape I already have an escape route you know what I mean yeah because I totally would I totally was the same like that's my first instinct is to do exactly what you're saying is to be like okay I got to I have to have a oh my gosh light bulb moment I think that's what I do I think I mentally prepare for all scenarios so that I never feel like I don't have closure because there's no worse feeling than that. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. ends up happening is that I am trying too hard to control too many things that I can't control and it's my way of of like calling dibs on control that right. whatever. And but what and I think that the cost, I think what I'm learning is that the cost is greater. I I'm have and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm starting to think that you can't be that and vulnerable at the same time. In theory, you can maybe, but in practice, I don't think the human mind. I feel like preparing, can do both. preparing for the worst possible outcome, essentially guards you. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is the opposite Which, of. Yeah, I wasn't. I don't think I was necessarily doing that, and that, yeah, I definitely have. Like, yeah, I don't think you. Issues, I don't think but you were. Looking back, that's probably my biggest thing. Is I'm like, oh, I feel like I just wanted like, okay, well, what is the like, literally just like left the room. I'm like, I don't know. Like, can we talk? You just wanted closure. Yeah, I'm like, hey, are we friends? Right. Can we like talk? I think that's a like, fair. I don't know. Thing I just want. too. It's like it's a, a fair hard, thing to and want. to go from talking to every single day to like dead silence. I that was probably like the hardest thing for me. Oh yeah. I was just like, 
I don't know what to do. I don't know how to function. So like, like someone in a non-dramatic way. So but. someone wrote in and asked us <laughs> if how we feel about prenups. Yeah. And I I thought about that and I was like, you know what? I and to me it's like kind of along the same lines like I don't I really am starting to believe that you cannot prepare for closure and because being honest and vulnerable are not the same thing. And right. I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's why in my brain I thought you could do both because I can prepare for the worst but still be honest about how I feel, but that's not the same thing as vulnerability. I think you have to be honest to be vulnerable, yes. but you can be honest without, without being, being vulnerable. vulnerable. And so the that Billy Joel song that we talked about on the episode goes through my head, it's going through my head now like yeah. we've been talking about this. And so it goes because it talks about, like, what it really is to be vulnerable. And, like, you cannot be vulnerable without exposing yourself to Mm -hmm. pain. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. And so by preparing for the worst and essentially what you're doing is saying, like, I'm going, I'm planning how I'm going to be hurt the least in the worst case scenario, which is the opposite of vulnerability. Yeah. And I think I'm starting to learn that now. And that's really stupid. (laughs) I hate that that that's true. Because then you end up with no closure. Right. So the question now is, do you have to choose between those two things? Do you have to choose between vulnerability and closure? Because that's like this, because... No, because I feel like I was really vulnerable with him. Yeah, you, because you weren't you prepared don't for have closure. closure. Right. You don't have closure. Oh, so I see what you're so you, uh, Yeah. So you chose vulnerability and you don't have closure. So like when we ask, like, you know, what's your advice for her? And, like, I literally would have... I maybe would still... Well, I would be tempted to say the same thing, but, like, a year ago I would have said, you know, be prepared for whatever. But now I'm thinking that I don't think you can be productive in a relationship. I don't think you can have both. Yeah, but I feel like after being vulnerable in a relationship and then he's just like, hey, we need to talk. I mean, you kind of know what that means. So, you so mean then like, I feel like, okay, so going I could into have prepared the actual conversation. Yes, yes. Yes. So at that point, when you kind of knew... When, yeah, when after he had given me the ultimatum, and I was like, Kay, can I please have a day to like, think yeah. about this? I don't want to make this decision at midnight. We kept curfew. Yes. Because <laughs> um, that place you needed to anyway. Um, <laughs> I was going to reveal where where this was taking place. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just meant, like, in, like, I knew that this conversation was going to be had. So that's what I mean, is, like, going into that kind of conversation. Yeah. If I had known where the outcome was coming, I feel like I could have not, like, oh, completely compared, like, prepared all of this stuff, but just at least be able to say a little more. Like, I, like, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but, like, I was shocked. Like, I was so stunned. I was, like, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. 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 Like, and I was dead quiet, and, and then he just, like, left. And I, mean, I was I don't just, want to, like, like rehash stuff anyway. we talked about half yeah. an hour ago too much. But, like, he <sighs> gave you this ultimatum, and then you saw him the next morning. And it it's like he had already made up his mind what he was going to do regardless of what you said yeah, in response to his like. ultimatum. Yeah. And that was kind of lame of him. I think the other thing that, like, I has been my takeaway just in general from dating the last year is that I think love when we get a motorcycle coming back I love that (laughs) I think what I the universe is trying to teach me is the value in pain because I think okay for example I just did exactly what you were saying I just had 
of an experience where I definitely was preparing for both mm-hmm. outcomes. And I, which is like the thing that you hope you always have the chance to do. And I will say that it did not help me. (laughs) 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 I'm serious. No, I know. (laughs) And I don't just mean like because I didn't walk out of that conversation with the ending that I wanted, but because what it ended up doing was putting me in a place where my... Like, I was trying to control too many things. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and because you can't, you can prepare for two outcomes and, like, you know, there's a way to do that without, like, having a panic attack. But ultimately, you can't, like, that is to imply that that person is only going to say two things. When in reality, it's probably not going to be either one of those things. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're not just going to say, because they have the same complicated emotions that you do. And so I think, I don't know, but I get the, with closure, like trying to prepare just to not feel like you walked away with absolutely no closure at all. And I think, I think there's pain even when there is closure, but I think there's way, it's way, way, way more painful when you don't have any Absolutely. But I think that what I'm, me, what I'm starting to believe is that if you get lucky, you get closure. But I don't I don't think that it is something that happens actually all that often. Like, I more hear about people who... I'm trying to think if I've ever had closure. Yeah, I don't think... I'm starting to think it's not really a thing. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm le- learning that. Like, oh, this it's the is more normal. Like, we, we all yes. want closure, but really I'm thinking through some when stuff. When have I, I ever really gotten it? I really don't know it? that I have ever no. actually gotten closure. And I that that's where the pain is. And so what you have to do instead is learn the value of pain, of pain. instead uh-huh. of trying to get closure. I do think that, like, like, later, after the fact you can maybe create an opportunity for closure for yourself by saying, hey, I need some closure, can we talk? But even then, you only have 50% of that right. control. Anyway, mm-hmm. they can right. say no, or they can say yes, and you could still walk away with, no, with closure, no closure, which happens all the time, where you have a conversation trying to get closure. And it and, doesn't actually work. Yeah, it doesn't actually work anyway. So yeah. I'm starting to think that, like, because that's the worst feeling ever is not having closure. Right. right. So your instinct is to set yourself up to not have that experience, but I'm starting to think that that's not really a thing. I don't think that's something we can control. So. All right. Sorry to put a damper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole the whole episode was just kind of a downer. A little bit of a downer. I could be wrong. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. know. <laughs> it's super real here tonight, though. So okay. So good. then. Okay. So then going back. I know it's hard to, like, separate, like, because you know I'm saying if Alyssa was in this experience, you know I'm actually talking about your own. (laughs) (laughs) But if you can, I'm going to ask again. If if Alyssa came to you with this exact same situation, let's role play. Why don't you, you should do it. You should come to her with a problem and let her give you some advice. Let's see what happens. What's the problem I'm coming to her with? (laughs) Okay, great. Cool, 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 cool. Hey Sam. But like the quick <laughs> I can't do this. Uh, yeah. Hello. Sam, dating this guy, it's long distance. He's his feelings are just like way ahead of mine. 
but I can see myself maybe getting there. I don't know what to do. Oh, so this is before you break up? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to be done, guys. Okay, fast forward to the breakup. Well, Sam. no, no, I would just, like... I want to know about the breakup. I want to know what she would say to you if, like, in in the present moment that she's... Sam, homeboy just dumped me. Made me feel like it was all my fault. <laughs> what do I do about this? Um, maybe... Well, how long has it been? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Just pick a time. Uh, it's been like a month. Still having a hard time with it. Then it's never taken me a month to get over anything. <laughs> oh my Listen. gosh. It's never taken me less than a year. <laughs> um, my, my advice would be, like, if you feel good about it, to maybe reach out and see if he'd be willing to, like, talk if you feel like you didn't get closure from it. But at the same time, like... I already tried that. He but, didn't want. How can I move on without that closure? I don't know. You just do it. <laughs> you just do it. I honestly like, think there really the... isn't any. Like, there's no formula to like. No, there you, is no. Formula. There's really like, not. Get over it. Like, it's really just time and like just moving forward. And I will call all your family members and tell them to not ask you if you're dating people. There we go. Ah, uh, there we Real go. friend, After right there. After a month of breaking up with someone. True friend. <laughs> I think that for me, like, the the biggest, because there is so much about a breakup that, you, like you're saying, like, you can't, con- like, it's just time. That's yeah. it. You just need time. I think the hardest thing for me is, like, during the time, what is the mentality that I, that I should live in in the meantime that will not make it go faster, but because you can't, but that will, like, help me heal in the meantime. Mm-hmm. That will encourage the healing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think the best thing that's worked for me is to just, like, um, be busy. <laughs> yeah. And to surround yeah. myself with people that make me not think about him. Because yeah. the times that I, like, sit there and, like, this is going to sound dramatic and, like, really um, early, but, like, no, I... No, it's just going to sound like a heartbreak. Yeah, but sometimes I'll, like, replay things in my mind. Oh, obviously. yeah. Yep. And, like... Yep. Yeah, and I'm just like, I should have said killer. this or I should have done this. Like, those are the times where, like, that it gets bad, and I try not to, like, be there a whole yeah. lot. And it definitely gets easier and better, but, Yeah. When I'm with other people or I'm out doing stuff and I'm busying myself, it yeah. tends to not yeah, be as bad. And so, and you know, just time in general, like as yeah. the longer it goes from it actually happening, the better it gets. But yeah, yeah, honestly, like there's still, I mean, and I know people mean the best intentions, but there still has not been anyone that has said something to like make me feel great about it yeah like and where I'm like that's what I needed to hear like I'm still just not at that point where I'm like you know when people are like you could have done so much better or like he wasn't good enough for you anyway I'm like no none of that makes me feel better like it doesn't like I just I'm like no like I wanted to make it you know so it's just like yeah anyway so yeah I think one thing for me that has helped is 
to surround myself with people who I know appreciate me. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I mean, it, de- it depends on, like, the breakup and the reason for a breakup. But I think a lot of times, I don't think there's really a way to snap out of it. Like you're saying, it's just time. It's just, like, a process. But in the meantime, when I'm surrounding myself with people who appreciate me, then it's a reminder of, like, what is, I don't know, whatever future relationship, even though after a breakup, especially when it's fresh, you do not care about a future relationship Mm -hmm. or... Oh, yeah. I've had to constantly remind people. I'm like, (laughs) it's only been a month. Yeah, and, like, you don't want, yeah, and, like, you don't even want to think about other people right now. no. So, not even in terms of dating, but just, like, (laughs) knowing that, like, surrounding yourself with relationships that appreciate you and your strengths, Mm -hmm. I think, I think there's a lot of strength in that, and I think that does help the progress of a breakup a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right. There you have it. Sam, we hope, we hope that this therapy session you didn't know you were getting yourself into helped with the progress. We didn't progress. even get into the therapy session. <laughs> I'm like, this was therapy? Yeah, no. I'll get you on my books. Okay. Thanks for coming, Sam. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. Thanks for wonderful. being vulnerable and honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Yeah, we'll just have to have a, a breakup series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be... Breakup series. That's going to be, be so, depressing. so depressing. <laughs> for... well, we'll spread it out. <laughs> I just mean like, I just mean that breakup stories are like. We'll publish all of them next Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my Tragic. gosh! Oh, all right. I'll that... still be alone, so. Same. Does <laughs> it for tonight? I'm Melissa. I'm Emma. I'm Anna. I'm Sam. And you have been singled, singled out. out. Hey, it's me, here to tell you all of the ways you can find and contact the Singled Out Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Singled Out Podcast. Like us on Facebook, the Singled Out Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Singled Out. Email us at wearesingledout at gmail.com. Find us online at realtalkproductions.squarespace.com. And follow your hosts, Emma and Alyssa, on Instagram at Millet and at danger underscore dale. We love you.